is the fanfare, that means it's time for our weekly movie review here on Main Street with our in-house movie reviewer, Matt Oleen. This week's a little different in my eyes. A movie on a streaming service, and this movie is not too long. No, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, Netflix, 39 minutes long, the first of four short films that director Wes Anderson uh, is adapting from Roald Dahl short stories. So this one, uh, Dahl wrote in 1977, and Anderson has wanted to adapt this for a while. Uh, what he ended up doing was doing four short films. This is the only one I'm going to review, but all four are available um, on Netflix. There's four short Wes Anderson films on Netflix. Uh, it's been a big year for Anderson. Asteroid City was kind of a return to form, I think, for him after uh, two films I was not very keen on, Isle of Dogs and The French Dispatch, which almost came off like a parody Wes Anderson film. But this one is short, and it's based on a wonderful story by Dahl. It's got all the Wes Anderson trimmings. You know, you got that incredible color palette, uh, actors kind of looking into the camera and, and speaking. Um, it's about a man, a very rich man, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who's wonderful as Henry Sugar, who discovers this book one night at a, at a friend's house, and it's about a guy, a man from India, uh, played by Ben Kingsley, who learned how to see with his eyes closed. He could see everything with his eyes closed. And, and, and so uh, Henry Sugar devises a plan to, like, win at gambling because if he can see, if he can perfect this method, he can see what the cards are before the cards are even turned up. So that's what it's kind of about. But there's a little there's a little moral tale at the end, and I won't tell you what that is, uh, that is charming and wonderful. Ray Fiennes plays Roald Dahl himself. He kind of narrates the, the story as we're going, and he sits in an easy chair and does it. Uh, Dev Patel, another uh, veteran of uh, Wes Anderson films, wonderful actor from India, uh, is in it as well. He plays a doctor who kind of examines the Ben Kingsley character and tries to figure out how he can pull off these these miracles. So it all works together in a wonderfully short little film, and I, I liked it uh, liked it a lot. There's been some people saying that he should have put all four of these films into a feature film, kind of like he did with French Dispatch. French, French Dispatch was four different segments forming one film. I think this is the way to go because I didn't care for French Dispatch. And maybe a little Wes Anderson goes a long way, if you know what I'm saying. Like the medicine goes down a little easier at 39 minutes than it might go down at 115 minutes, if you know what I'm driving at. How did the narration come off to you? It looks different to me than perhaps anything that I've seen in a quote-unquote movie. Yeah, it's 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 wonderfully done. As I said, uh, Ray Fiennes is kind of the storyteller. It plays Roald Dahl. And Cumberbatch really carries the movie, and Kingsley's great as usual as well. So, uh, but it's got that Wes Anderson feel to it. Every Wes Anderson film kind of looks the same. And I, I do want to mention a couple things. There's been some critical pushback against Anderson in the last four to five years that really wasn't there before, including from myself a little bit. And uh, there's a film critic named Eileen Jones who I want to credit. She's also a film teacher at UC Berkeley. Her review of this which she didn't like it like I did, was if you like Wes Anderson, you're going to love this. If you don't, you're not going to like it. There's no real surprises. And Wes Anderson was quoted as saying it took him years to kind of figure out how to film this story. And Eileen Jones's contention was, really? This looks like a day at the office for Wes Anderson. It's like the same kind of look of film he always does. So how did this take him years to figure this out if it looks like the same old Wes Anderson? So her, her pushback is they all look the same. 
And I would say this, my only concern with some of Wes Anderson's stuff, and I have friends that worship the ground he walks on, and I love Royal Tenenbaums, I love Grand Budapest Hotel, but let's take Hitchcock for an, for an example, Craig. Hitchcock had a style. We can agree on that. There's a Hitchcock style. Yet North by Northwest and Psycho don't look like the same film. All Wes Anderson films look alike. They have this color palette, you know, this very monotone way of speaking that the actors do. And so I think that's my only criticism of him is why can't he make Wes Anderson films that don't look exactly the same the way Hitchcock can do and Martin Scorsese can do, even though there's a Hitchcock-Scorsese style. Do you see what I'm kind Mm -hmm, of driving mm -hmm. at? That's kind of the critical pushback that I'm seeing in some of the film reviews I read, and I keep up to date on those things. But I think for a 39-minute film, this is perfectly, this is perfect Wes Anderson, and he's got such great actors that I would recommend logging into Netflix and watching these four short films. There must be some magical elements in this show. How do they come off to you? How do they do? Really good. All the magical elements work well. Uh, you know, they kind of go through how Ben Kingsley, uh, he, he meets this 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 mystic man in India and kind of tries to learn how to see without seeing. And there's some levitation going on. All that stuff when Anderson does it is funny. It comes off as funny and amusing in that Wes Anderson style. So I love that part of it as well. Uh, But yeah, it all comes off wonderfully. There's a nice little moral tale at the end. And they're all on Netflix. So we'll we'll see if he's eligible for the Oscar short Oscar. He's never won an Oscar yet. So that could be interesting which one they kind of push. But this is kind of the first out of the gate, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Who is the target audience here, Matt? Ooh, that's a good question. Wes Anderson fans, I guess. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. that's your target audience. I have friends that love Wes Anderson. I have friends that cannot stand him. And I think that's the fla- that's the flavor. Do you respond to the flavor? Do you respond to the Wes Anderson style, or do you not respond to the Wes Anderson style? I think I think like teenagers might like this as well. Maybe not really young kids because it's not really a children's story. It's about this guy who's rich who tries to figure out how to win at the blackjack tables and the casinos uh, using the um, the methods of the Ben Kingsley character as his jumping off point, but. Uh, all Wes Anderson films are going to eat this up and love it, but even if you're not, it's only 39 minutes long. What do we have coming down the pike yet this fall, Matt? Yeah, so the, my next three reviews are The Exorcist Believer with 90-year-old Ellen Burstyn in The Exorcist Believer. Yes, she's back as Chris McNeil, the oh. same role she played in the 1973 film that started it all. So I'm going to go to this. The trailer kind of sucked me in because you could hear the tubular bells, Ooh. you know, Mike Oldfield score coming to four. The ads look scary to they me. They do. And then yeah. I'm going to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour film just to review it because my daughter says I have to go see it and review it, and it's a big deal. And then, of course, in two weeks, October 20th, Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. So the next three weeks, that's what I'll be talking about. I know you're a football fan, Matt, and you probably watched Sunday night, but this is marketing genius by <laughs> Taylor Swift to me- remain relevant in between her tour and the movie, and then all of a sudden get this explosive media attention. The ratings for the Chiefs-Bears game and the Chiefs-Jets game have been through the roof, and I can only surmise, Craig, that Swifties, Taylor Swift fans, are tuning in to see her sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mom and cheering, and she looks like she's having a great time. Are they dating? Are they not? Is is trailer a thing? That's the that's the moniker they're saying is trailer. 
Is it a thing? Is it not? I have no idea, but the NFL is loving it, whether it is or isn't. <laughs> For the audience who tends the movie, Matt, do you think you're going to see more Kansas City Chiefs attire or Taylor Swift attire? Wow, good question. Uh, probably Taylor Swift attire, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing that you're probably right. All right, Matt, this morning I saw a deep fake mm-hmm. video that I hadn't seen before. It's with Jim Carrey and Jack Nicholson in a scene from The Shining. So I'll ask this question. <laughs> I'm sure it's an easy one for you. For what movie did Jack Nicholson win his first Academy Award? One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest, 1975. Bonus for others? Uh, Terms of Endearment, 1983, and As Good As It Gets, 1997. We've been to the movies with Matt O'Lean. More Main Street coming up.